I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yes, this week we are talking about probably one of my favorite franchises from childhood. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In honor of the the new animated film that just came out that I saw, we're going to talk about this classic franchise that has been around since 1984. Yes, and so like Ezra said, he's already seen the new movie as it came out on the 2nd of this month, August. So he's not going to provide any spoilers, right, Ezra? No, it won't give spoilers, but I'll give a few details. Sounds good. So we're going to get an inside look into the new movie before you decide if you want to go and see it. Yeah. But first, we're going to talk about the theme song for the franchise, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. Yes, the original theme song, which was which is from the Saturday Morning Cartoon Show, which was on from the 80s until the 90s. Yeah, specifically 1987 until 1992. This theme song obviously had to be created when they made an animated TV show for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as almost every TV show I can think of has an introduction song of some sort. And it, yes, I know. Initially, it was known as Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in the UK, where hero in the place of ninja, like when the show first premiered. But in the United States, it was still Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the song just has that same name. And there have been several different versions of the song over the years. The original one was composed by Chuck Lore and Dennis Brown, and all of the versions kind of have a similar chorus where they just repeat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to a really fun beat. But then the verse lyrics have changed. Yeah, I know. They say, like, heroes in a half shell, turtle power. Yeah, that's the catchy end of the song. But what about the verse lyrics in between those choruses? Do you know what those talk about? Like, they're the world's most fearsome fighting team. They're heroes in a half shell and they're green. Yeah, yeah. And some variation of that. So they always talk about the fact that they're green. They're heroes. They kind of go through each of the characters for different personalities. They mention that Leonardo is the leader and that Michelangelo is kind of fiery. Yes, Splinter, who's who's their mentor, and also how they talk about the Shredder, who's their sworn enemy. Yeah, and so they pack a lot of characteristics of all the different kinds of shows that we've had about the Turtles into this one catchy song. I know. I think I'm ready for the future presentation and we talk about this famous franchise. Sweet. Now that you have the song stuck in your head, we can talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles originally started as comics that were introduced by something called by a publisher called Mirage Studios and started in 1984. Yeah. And the original concept was to have them be kind of a parody of your traditional heroes, right? They're kind of vigilantes, which means that they're 
fighters that are doing good, but maybe not in the most noble or familiar ways. Yeah. And they're mutants. I know. And they're mutated like turtles and they they're ninjas and they fight evil. Yeah. So I forget what's the backstory of why they're ninja turtles like why are they mutants like there was like toxic waste or something that caused them to grow big and become humanoid turtles gotcha and the world doesn't really know about these humanoid creatures they're not like a normal thing so they kind of avoid the gaze of regular humans right and they live in the somewhere in the sewers of new york city yes and then they go up to the streets and they fight evil and fight crime with this style of fighting that's an old Japanese strategy called ninjutsu. I know. Who teaches them ninjutsu? Splinter, who's a rat. Yeah, but he's not like, he's not a mean or evil kind of rat that you might envision that lives in the sewer of New York City. He's not like a scary, terrifying rodent. He's wise and he's helpful. Yeah. And he's he he's kind of a father figure to the turtles, right? Yes. And I know all the, the names. Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael. And they're all named after artists from the European Renaissance. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because you wouldn't think, you know, Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, like those are your traditional superhero names. And so when I say that this is a parody, this is one of those examples of how it's parodying superheroes. These Ninja Turtles are heroes, but they don't really have very hero-like names. They're artists. Yeah, I know. And they have personalities, like the main one of the four, the leader, Leonardo. He's like the leader of the four and probably the smartest one out of the four. Yeah. And Michelangelo, who's the youngest of them. He's like the fun-loving one who likes fun and games and partying. Yeah, he's kind of silly. And Donatello, he's like probably the the weakest one of the four, and he's kind of the coward, and he does machines and technology. But yeah, he's not just a coward or weak. He's, you know, he's brilliant. So he comes up with gadgets and gizmos to help them. And then Raphael, he's the cool one, but at times he can be a little snobby. Yeah, he can be hot-headed or ill-tempered. Yes, a little irritable. But together, the four of them and their brothers, the four of them are a perfect team with the help of Splinter. I know. I know that the main human characters are April O'Neil and Casey Jones. And how do they meet April O'Neil and Casey Jones? Like when they come to like the streets of New York. But why do they team up with them? They help them become heroes and fight against evil. Yeah. And so April O'Neil is kind of a computer genius, right? Like science and computers is her thing. And then what's Casey's contribution to the team? Um, Like a side character. He's like a stick fighter. He's like a trainer. Yeah, I guess he's kind of just the the most hero-like that a human can be without any extra powers or anything. Yes. And then there's the evil Shredder, who's the who's the who's evil and sinister and he's their arch enemy and he's always wanting to get his revenge and take over the world yeah and he was the main arch villain in most of the early tv series right it took a long time for them to branch out and have a different villain i know yeah 
So why don't we go back and go through all of the different TMNT media that has come out since the 80s? Because there has been a lot. Um, There was the original television show, which first premiered in 1987 and ran until 1996, which was also a comedy show and was pretty funny. It was, and it was a staple 1980s animation. And they did appear in the crossover special, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, the 1990 television film, to which was released to prevent tobacco and drugs. Oh, fun. And pretty soon after that first animated series came out, the toy company Playmates started producing the action figures of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I read that $1.1 billion worth of those turtle toys sold between 1988 and 1992, which made them the third best selling toy at the time. I see. And after the original series ended, there was there was a straight to video movie. And then there was a, sh- a short lived um, show that was on the defunct network block Fox Kids called Ninja Turtles, the next mutation. And then there was the series that was that ran from 2003 to 2009. And then when Nickelodeon bought Ninja Turtles, which currently owns the franchise, there was the new computer animated show that ran from 2012 to 2017. And then there was Rise of the Teenage Ninja Turtles. And I think they're developing more shows. And now let's talk about the films there a bit. Yeah, so there's been a lot, but I do want to go back and mention a couple things. First, there was a live action show at one point that got canceled after one season because people did not like seeing the turtles as humans dressed in costume. (laughs) And second, there was a stage musical about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles called Coming Out of Their Shells, and it it kind of rewrote the Turtles as a rock band, a brother's rock band, and it toured and did really well. I did not know that. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so just a couple fun departures from your animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, one of which did well and the other of which kind of crashed and burned. And was kind of a, and was kind of a flop. Yeah, but that's not happening with this new film now, is it? No, this one was a success critically and financially. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm ready to talk about the films. Go for it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first film, was released in 1990. And I know it was a superhero action comedy movie. And I know I think that some of them were provided by the Jim Henson Company from Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Hmm. And it was one of Jim Henson's last projects before his passing. Oh, wow. Yes, When it first came out in theaters, it was a box office success, but the critical reaction was mixed. Hmm. And I know it had since then received a cult following, I think. The second one, which came out in 1991, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Oh, the ooze. That's right. That's how they became humanoids. Yes. It was darker in tone compared to the first. Yeah, that's right. They kind of made it a edgier less children's focused vibe. And then there was a third one in 1993 called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, which received unfavorable reviews from critics, but was a moderate box office success. Okay, so that's three movies. How many more were there? It wasn't until 2007 when there was TMNT, which was a fully animated film released by Warner Brothers and came out in 2007. and did receive mixed reviews, but was a small commercial success. 
And I, I know it was produced by the defunct Chinese animation studio, Imagi Animations, Imagi Animation, which also produced the 2009 film of Astro Boy. Oh, interesting. And I, there were sequels planned for it, but was canceled after Nickelodeon's acquisition two years later. Gotcha. But Nickelodeon didn't put down the idea of developing another TMNT movie altogether, right? Yeah, like two years after the premiere of the new show, that's when they premiered Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 2014, which was produced by the le- by Michael Bay. The legendary producer. Who's famous for things like Transformers. Yeah, and that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was a Michael Bay film. It was very action-packed, kind of more adult-oriented, right? Yes, PG-13 rated, and it was released in 2014. It received unfavorable reviews for like its tone and characterizations, but the visual effects, action sequences, and performances were praised. And it did become a success, however, at the box office. Yeah, there's no denying that action is a crucial part of the TMNT franchise. Yes, I know. And two years later, in 2016, it got a sequel, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. It got slightly better reviews than the first, but it wasn't as successful as its predecessor and was kind of a flop. Gotcha. And there was a third movie planned, which got canceled, I think in favor of an animated reboot, which was, which they had planned. And that became Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Yes, which just came out recently. But last year, there was a show based on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the Movie, which was released exclusively for Netflix. Gotcha. There's also been direct-to-video film Turtles Forever that came out and premiered in uh, 2009. And in 2019, there was a Ninja Turtles crossover film with Batman. Wow. Okay, so then this would be the seventh movie in the franchise, if I'm counting correctly. Yeah. And what did you think of this new movie, Ezra? Love the funny pop culture references, and I like the style of the movie. And I like how it stayed faithful to the source material. Yeah, I read in an interview that Seth Rogen, who is one of the writers and producers on this movie, he was kind of the person spearheading it, that he really wanted to stay true to the teenage part of the TMNT Turtles. Yeah. Because I feel like all those movies you just described kind of focused on different parts of them, like the action part or the mutant sciency part. But Rogen wanted to make this about the fact that they're teenagers and incorporate. And so he actually went and found and auditioned four teenagers to play the four turtles. And this is the first time that all four turtles have been voiced by actual teenagers. I see. Interesting. Yeah. I know other things in the franchise they did. There have been plenty of video games and toys and things like that and as well as some uh rides at the nickelodeon universe indoor parks at the mall of america in minnesota and american dream in new jersey oh how fun yes so ultimately the franchise is really meant for kids but i've heard that this new movie is great for all ages would you say that's true yes i would agree yeah it wasn't too scary or anything yeah but there's some scary parts but It's mostly funny. And I like the turtles are pretty likable. Did you like how they were portrayed as teenagers? Yes. I remember in the Ninja Turtles movies in 2014 and 16, April was played by Megan Fox and Casey was played by Will Arnett. Oh, cool. But they're played by different actors in this one. Yes. it's. uh, I know Jackie Chan voiced Splinter. Yeah, this movie has a all-star cast. We've got Maya Rudolph... 
John Cena, Seth Rogen, Rose Byrne, Jackie Chan, and Post Malone all play characters in this movie. And Ice Cube. And Ice Cube. <laughs> He's Superfly, who's a new villain created for this film who's not from anything from before. I would be very interested to see who that character is. Rocksteady and Bebop were voiced by John Cena and Seth Rogen, respectively, the Rhino and the Warthog. Yep, classic side hands of Shredder. Yes, I know. So you'll recognize a lot of voices in this movie when you see it. And like Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this version of April O'Neil is African-American. Great. Yeah, she's voiced by... Ayo Edibiri. Great. Anything else you want to say about the new movie, Ezra? This new movie I thought was amazing and I highly recommend it. I definitely am going to go see the movie and I'll let you know what I think. And I did hear about a show which was related to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was made by the same creator called Wild West Cowboys of Mumiza, which was a Saturday morning cartoon show, which was Western themed from the 90s. Oh, fun. What a fun spin. Yeah, it is worth mentioning that this concept has been played on several times. It was supposed to be a parody itself, but, you know, people have taken it and run. And I've heard of something called adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters <laughs> and then also um preteen dirty jean kung fu kangaroos are those like parodies they did of ninja turtles yeah i know ninja turtles has been referenced in a lot of things like in muppet babies the simpsons maybe family guy south park it's been had a cultural impact in a lot of things Wow. Yeah, they've been everywhere. They're an undeniable classic toy and franchise. Yeah, so they've been a lot of popular with action figures, which they still make today. Mm-hmm. And I know Lego did sets of them when the, when the Nickelodeon show premiered in 2012. Makes sense. Is there anything else you'd like to say, Ezra, about the franchise before we wrap up? It's so unique pretty original and clever and funny and quirky. Definitely quirky. I would agree. All right, let's move on into trivia. We have to answer last episode's trivia question about Futurama. Um, yes. How many episodes of The Simpsons referenced Futurama, which are both created by Matt Groening. And the answer is? Quite a lot. A lot more than you could count. God, yeah. So we don't have an actual hard number answer for this one, but it's a lot. So if you guessed a small number, you're probably off. I know, and Futurama itself even referenced uh, The Simpsons in some episodes. And I think also the Matt Groening's third show, Disenchantment, you think even reference The Simpsons and Futurama as well. Yeah, so lots of internal references, and there are tons of internet compositions of all those references that you can find on YouTube and on the internet and stuff. I know. And The Simpsons had and Futurama had crossover comics, as one time, as we mentioned, there has been a crossover episode. Mm-hmm. All right. This week, we have a question for you about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In the original comics, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all had the same color bandana instead of each having their own color like they do now to make them more recognizable. What color were all of their bandanas in the original comic? Think you know the answer? Give a shout up and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye!
Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye.